episode of Broadcast His Love. You guys, this is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name. And we have on America's sweetheart, Meg McNamara. She's a meteorologist. She's newly engaged. She is the woman to follow on Instagram with the best hair, the best smile, the best personality. Y'all, she is beautiful inside and out. We are talking to Meg McNamara. Hey, Meg. Hi, Ricky. How are you? Oh, so good. And it's so great to hear your voice. Everyone is just going to be just in love with you from your voice. You have one of the best voices I've ever heard. So I'm so excited. Oh, I do not know about that, but thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Your introduction is so kind. (laughs) Oh, see y'all. She's so sweet, but how are you doing? How's life? I'm so good. I'm lovely. How are you? I'm lovely. Who says that? Like, only the sweetest people ever. So how's life in your world? I know you're newly engaged. So catch us up this Yes. What are you up to in Baltimore? Well, I'm doing a little wedding planning, which it turns out is not that fun in my (laughs) humble opinion. I would like to just skip the wedding part and just, you know, be married. Exactly. But that's okay. It's so hard. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. And it's but a lot. engaged is fun, just not the wedding planning part. I know. Your ring is beautiful. I, he did so Thank good. you. He did so good. I do love my ring almost yeah. as much as I loved him. Oh, okay. So tell me about the man because I haven't met him. So tell me how you guys met and the engagement. Like, tell me all the details. So he is the greatest thing ever. Actually, a coworker, um, an anchor who used to work at WJZ where I work now. Now she's at our sister station in Philly, but her husband sells surgical devices and Tim is a surgeon. And so Tim actually saw me on TV, the little stalker, and he asked (laughs) and like, oh, so um, does your wife work with Meg McNamara? Like, do you know, is she single? And so anyway, they set us up. And so... Yes, we've been dating since November of 20, wait, now I'm the worst. Was it 2019? Wait, it's 2020 now. Oh, wait, 2018. Whoops, yes, 2018. That's and, okay. That stuff doesn't matter after you're married. The only thing yes. you have to remember is the anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes, you're welcome. exactly. So oh. then he proposed a couple weeks ago. So it's very new and exciting. Okay, so on Instagram, your picture is so beautiful about like just where he proposed and how did he do it? How did it, I mean, we're in a pandemic. So how did he do it with the, with just everything going on? Yeah, he had to wait a while um, because obviously we just started being able to like go anywhere. So we went to the inn at Perry Cabin, which is, fabulous. It's actually where Wedding Crashers was filmed, which is a hilarious side note. Okay. So, um, so we were at dinner and, um, before I knew it, like the ring was just like coming towards me. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God, you have to get down. (laughs) you have to get down on one knee. And he was like, I know, but you know, this wasn't the table that I request. And I was like, if you don't get down on one knee, I will kill you. We got down on one knee 
and it was wonderful. But then I said, the only thing is like, I always thought that I would have a picture of you down on one knee. So I literally made him walk over to the grass where the view would be like beautiful and redo it only for a photo. That is perfect. That's Which, how I roll. Oh, yes. he's going to be a great husband if he's already he's following He's very laid back. Yes. He just, he is so laid back and I'm laid back about certain things, photos not being one of them. So anyway, <laughs> that's some of my favorite Meg McNamara advice that you've given me is that don't worry about taking a picture in the moment because that moment can always be recreated. Like when we were doing live yes. shots, you'd be like, no, yes. no, no, don't take the picture while you're live. Cause your mouth could be like, well, you know, da, da, da. Yes. when you didn't use these words, but it's pretty much like when you have control of the situation, like, you know, go ahead and take yes. the camera and smile and do the pose that you want to do. And don't put pressure on yourself to take the picture, like in the moment, you know what I mean? Right. Which yes. I think that would be really good advice for anybody listening because people out there who have businesses, don't worry about getting the shot like in the moment, unless it's like one of those things you can't recreate. But I mean, even yes. in engagement, you can recreate that. Okay. You can. And who cares what other people think? Like if they're annoyed that you're taking the picture 10 times, that's not your problem. That's exactly. on them. Exactly. Get your picture for your Instagram. <laughs> Looking back at my pictures brings me so much joy. Yes. So I like to have a fabulous photo to remember a fabulous time. I agree. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Like there's a picture of you and I that I just treasure. And we probably took 50 photos to get to that one, but we both look fabulous. And the photographer yes, even looks fabulous. I love our hairspray one. That's my favorite. It so good. That was such a good one. Oh my gosh. That was such a fun night. Yes. Oh, well, I, I love you. And I'm really proud of you too, because I can't imagine working in news during this pandemic and you've just kept a smile on and you've, I mean, I've been just following you. I'm not watching Baltimore news, but like, you know, what I see online, you're really, um, encouragement. You're a bright light where you are. And for people who are listening, you know, it's like, how in the world can we be positive in this situation? But you're one of those people who have found joy and, uh, you have, you just carry it with you. It's a part of who you are. It's a part, part of your personality. And so what is like motivating you, like keeping you going, like doing news in a pandemic, just what's keeping you going right now? Well, you know, if you are dependent on the outer world to like keep you okay and keep you hopeful and keep you positive, like that's a scary place to be. So, you know, my happiness, like my joy on a daily basis, like everyone else is off the hook for that, like right. up to me. And um, so I feel like because I have faith that like God is on the job. Like even yes. with like, what the heck is going on? Like, I just know it's all working out for me and yes. it's all working out for everyone. And if I thought it would help humanity, if it would help other people for me to get worried and nervous and stressed, 
I would do it. But that is not what helps people. So my only job is to just like stay rooted in my faith and just enjoy my life. Like, you know, and be an example, you know, you can never like pull someone up by going down. Like, so Mm. I can't like help calm anyone's fears and be a bright light if I'm, you know, stressed and scared and sad, you know, and it doesn't mean that I don't have moments like that, but, you know, I really believe like that it's all okay. And so therefore I can just relax and take it easy. Exactly. I mean, the way that you say that, it makes it sound like it's so, I don't want to say that it sounds easy, but there's a process to that. And people who are listening, I'm sure they want to hear like, how do you take things that are just like, can be overwhelming? How do you break that down in your mind? Do you just instantly see that and like take a deep breath or just walk us through what just makes you think like, okay, God is working this out for my good. I believe in him. I'm having faith. I'm trusting him. Like God is going to work this out. How do you just process negative things? Well, I think it starts like, you know, I need my coffee in the morning, but I also like need my prayer and meditation. And if I go out into the world and I haven't like done those things and then I bump up against just regular life, like Mm -hmm. traffic, you know, (laughs) worker says something that hurts my feelings, whatever. Like if I haven't done the spiritual work, like that's going to really bother me. But if I've taken the time in the morning to do my prayer and meditation, I feel, I describe it as like, I feel like kind of like I have this bubble around me where it's like, you know, people just kind of, you know, someone may say something And if I'm like where I need to be spiritually, I can literally just be like, oh, uh uh-huh. You know, but if I haven't, I'll want to get in the mix. Well, what did they mean by that? Well, what is, and so I think it's about like taking care of myself first thing in the mornings. And, you know, I'm very fortunate because my life is set up right now that I can take that time. I know it's a luxury. Yes. Probably won't always be a time when I can wake up and take time for myself, but right now I have the time and I'm going to take it. Right. Well, and Meg, I don't, what is your shift right now? Because in news, it could be anything. So what's your shift? It's all over. You know, some days I work at 11 AM. Other days I work at 3 PM. Other days I work at 3 AM. You know, it's because of the pandemic, we're all, they're trying to have less people in the building Mm. working everyone's shifts. Right. So it changes week to week. Yeah. And tell us, um, a lot of people who are listening to this don't work in the news field. So tell us just what you guys are facing with COVID and um, what's what's the day-to-day like in the newsroom? I mean, I feel very lucky because I get to go to work most days. Yesterday, I worked from home. I did my live shots at home, but today... I get to be out, you know, on a live shot. Um, But it's just very kind of like a bare bones staff. It's like the only people that are in the building are the people that absolutely have to be and everyone else is working from home. Wow. So that's 
is fun because I love, love, love like my coworkers. So yes. I love to see them, interact with them, joke around. So they're, they're still there. There's just less of them. Um, but I'm grateful because I know that not everyone has the luxury of getting to go to work every day right now. So I'm very grateful. Yes. And we used to work together at WEAR, yes. which is the local ABC station. So good. It was good. Like working with you was good. And when you're talking about how you receive information and process it and you're like, I have, it's like, I have a bubble around me, you know, like that's God's protection. And I witnessed that firsthand when I was one of your coworkers at WEAR. And it just reminds me of the full armor of God, like how it talks about in scripture, how we're supposed to put on the full armor of God. And I just challenge people who are listening to do that every day to just like pray for all the things that are included in the full armor of God, like from your head to your toes, because a girlfriend encouraged me in that the other day. And it's so true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you would, you're, Meg, you're like super nice. So I don't know if you would call it like a war, but um, in my mind, it's just like things that are going on right now. Like if you don't have the full armor of God right now, I would be concerned about where your emotions are going to go in this spot because, you know, God is in control. Like he knows the beginning and the end, you know, he knows what's right. going on. He's, he, this is all a part of his plan. Even if it's hard, like we're supposed to draw to him, like he's, he's running after us. So if, if there's like a bunch of things going wrong in your life, like maybe pray, like maybe he's chasing after you in this season, but all that to say, um, the fact that, you are having that time in the morning and spending time with God. And I love that you called it meditation because it is like when you're praying, it is a time to be like, Oh, you know, like Lord intervene, take control of my thoughts, take control of my brain. So, um, I, I don't know, Meg, I just love how you handle stuff. So thank you so much for explaining that to us. And another thing I wanted to talk about in this conversation is we're talking about leaps of faith in this series that we're doing and just people who have taken leaps of faith. And I did not know this about you at all. A huge surprise to me. I knew that you didn't drink, but I saw right. your Instagram about sobriety. I knew that you didn't drink. Okay. I was like, okay, Meg doesn't drink, but I, you know, some people just don't drink like Bobby, Bone, right. a radio host. He doesn't drink, but he's never had right. alcohol. Like it's not a thing, right. you know? So right. walk us through what God has done through you with um, just this change and tell us the story if you don't mind. No, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, alcoholism runs pretty rampant in my family on both sides. And um, so I knew that I had like a genetic predisposition to it. And I saw like the destruction that it caused, but then I also have many family members who are sober um, for decades and decades, um, you know? And so I guess it, for a while, like drinking was really fun for me. It was like a source of like release and fun. And then it just, um, got kind of dark, you know, because I wasn't able to stop when I okay. want I lost control, basically. Like when alcohol enters my system, I just lose control. I can have the best of intentions to have like 
a fun night and it just would go sideways really quickly. And, you know, I'm really grateful because I stopped drinking when I was 23. So it's almost like before the train had completely derailed, I just got off. Wow. (laughs) It could have gotten a lot worse, but I just like my soul couldn't take it. So I'm very lucky. I didn't, you know, I had no, I didn't get into legal trouble, but you know, a lot of that was just luck. I didn't lose people. Like my family and friends stayed with me, but I don't think my life would have really moved forward, you know? And so I had, I was 23. I was a year out of college. I had all these dreams, um, for the future. And I just knew that if I didn't stop drinking, I would never achieve any of that. Really? Um, yes, definitely. So I just surrendered basically, you know, and I, um, I always believed in God. Yeah. I grew up Catholic and I, I, you know, never had any, I didn't believe in a punishing God. You know, I think maybe I sometimes hear from like other people who went to Catholic school, like, Oh, I heard that I just thought God was going to punish me or what, you know, I had a wonderful conception of God, but I just did not have a personal relationship with Mm. God. Just was very like, I, I had it in my mind. I got it like, okay, God created me. God loves me, but I couldn't, it couldn't enter my heart until, you know, I really started to get rid of the, some of the things that were cutting me off from God. And the first of those was alcohol. I just love that you had the confidence to say from where you were at 23, that there were dreams that I wanted to accomplish, but I knew I couldn't do that if I continued to do this. Yes. I mean, like, do you really feel you wouldn't be able to be where you are today? Super. And I mean, this is, you're one of my good friends, like super successful meteorologist. Like you are a meteorologist. You went to school for it. You've, um, been able to do so many things. You've flown with the blue angels. You're like loved by so many people. That was so fun. So fun. (laughs) (laughs) But just like so many things, so many doors have opened. And do you feel like God has opened up those doors for you because you've been like making active changes in your life to have faith and lean in and move closer to him? Can you just kind of explain that to us? Yes. I mean, first of all, I think that there is probably a pretty good chance I would be dead if I had kept drinking because alcoholism is very progressive. And um, I just put myself in lots of dangerous situations. So either I would be dead physically or my spirit would be dead. I can tell you that. Um, And I guess, you know, the thing for me is that I wanted, you know, a big career. I wanted success, all this stuff. And what the way it works though, for me is like, if you put the spiritual first, everything else follows. And it often doesn't make sense. It's like, no, 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 no. I want a big career. So that means I should be doing this, 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 and this. And I need to, you know, write a day planner and check off all the boxes and get all this done. And that is just for me, not some people I think can live that way. And that I'm like so impressed. 
I have to be like kind of, I have to be God powered. So like I tap in, in the mornings and throughout the day and like God takes care of it for me. You wow. know, I'm not a very organized person. I don't have a calendar. I'm flaky. I, <laughs> You're not flaky. Oh no, I am, but it's okay. Like I say that like with not one ounce of judgment for myself, but like God got me right. Like I'm not a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Perfect. So if I can just like trust in God, like I haven't gotten myself these jobs. I haven't achieved any of these dreams by myself. Like God has done it. I've done less actually. Like the more I depend on God, the least amount of work I have to do. Meg, that is beautiful. The more I depend on God, the least amount of work I have to do. Wow. I mean, people right now who are carrying baggage that is not meant for them to hold, like your story of surrender. If I mean, I don't know after you hear a message like this, like, I don't know how you can keep carrying those bags. You know what I mean? Like your life is a testimony to that of just like surrendering all and trusting God. And when, um, when I thought about this interview before it happened, the Bible verse, Proverbs 16, 24 came up. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And you've always been a friend to me. I mean, when we were walking through news together, that was a really hard time for me. I was just thinking about you were always gracious to me and you were always sweet to me. And that healed my bones. Like gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Proverbs 16, 24. But like, let's not forget what you walked through to get to where you are, to be able to help a friend, you know, along the way. So just your story is so encouraging, Meg. And is there anything that you could encourage people who are out there who maybe they're in a position where they're um, trying to chase after a career, chase after their dreams? Like, I, I really want to debunk the thought of like, go for your dreams and like, do whatever it takes to get there. Like the whole thing about how you were talking about a checklist, you know, like, right. can we just lay that down at the feet of Jesus? That is your story to me. You know, like, don't right. worry about dreaming big dream for God. And it's just like, how do you have a career and dream big? I guess that's my question to you is how do you have a well, successful career and dream big? Well, so I, you know, I'm very lucky that I have women in my life today who they're like my spiritual guides. And, you know, one woman said to me, Meg, like if that dream is in your heart, God put it there. Like I didn't come up with it. Like God, she always says to me, God got you right. You know, God made you love selfies. You love Instagram. You love purses and your makeup. Like, and I always had some shame about that. Like, oh, that's not spiritual. But who am I to say that that's not spiritual? Like, that is just the way that God made me. And what if I just accepted it and loved it? So with those dreams, I believe to my core that if God put that dream in my heart, he is going to see it through. Yes. And I don't have to do all these things that I think I have to do. Like when I have that anxiety, when I feel that pressure, that is an indicator to me. I'm running on self-will. I am not trusting 
that God is on the job. So I can just trust that he's going to see me through. So then I just take the next indicated step in my day. And it doesn't mean I just like sit on my couch, but it does mean that I just trust that God is going to see the dream through. It's not up to me to figure out how to make it happen, which I want to do. I want to say, okay, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go here and then maybe I'll get hired here. Oh, that's very stressful. I don't, oh. that doesn't bring me joy. So instead I just know what my dream is and I know God will figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Can you kind of break down for us people who don't work in news? Can you explain like how it works with contracts and you work, you know, just like give us the broad strokes of how the news industry works. Like you don't just get hired and start on a Monday and like you work forever, you know, it's that's right. not how the industry works. Do you mind explaining that for people? No, not at all. So you usually start in like a tiny market. I started in Lewiston, Idaho and I was an anchor, but I also uh, was an MMJ. So I was a reporter, but I had, you know, I shot my stories. I edited my stories. I put them on the website. I, I helped produce, like it was a very, very small, small news station. And it was wonderful. I learned so much. I love Lewiston, Idaho. Like the people there are just the best. <laughs> Usually go to like a mid-sized market. You just move up market sizes. Right. Um, so it can, you know, you usually, I would say, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but most people in broadcasting, I would imagine at least work at three different places in their career, if not four five, six. Right. I mean, yeah. Hoda Copy. I love her story. Well, I'm like a Hoda Copy obsessed, but, um, She's yeah. fabulous. I know. I love her. Um, I did. Do you mind if I read this Psalms 37? It It's really talking about what you're talking about, about the Lord knows the desires of your heart. Do you mind if I read this? No, not at all. Okay. So this is Psalms 37 and we're just going to start in verse three. It says, trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Like take delight in the Lord. Like that Meg, that is what you have done. Like when we were talking about dreaming big, like, let's go to this verse. It's Psalm 37, verse four, take delight in the Lord. Like, that's what you were talking about. I have to start my day right. with God. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. God put that in your heart for a reason. And just that scripture yes. is trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And then the next few verses say, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him. And he will do this. Like these are all actions. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication, like the noonday. be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Like you're in a job where I could see you easily trying to like compare what you're doing to someone else. You know, like my thing is when I was in broadcasting, I was always looking to my former um, classmates from college. Like where were they and where was I, where are they and where was I, you know, right. Like God right. is saying, do not fret. Like how, and we'll um, end it on this. We'll, we'll talk about um, the Bible verse right after this, but how are you just like staying focused every day and keeping your head on your shoulders with that amazing hair that you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> how are you keeping your head on your shoulders every day? Um, when you, after you hear that verse, 
Well, um, you know, it's good to know that like there's plenty of room at the top. And when I see other women succeed, it used to, I was so jealous. And sometimes I still can like fall into that. Like, oh my God, wait, they're this age and they're doing this. I should be, you know, whatever. But the reality is like, they're always just showing me the way they're showing me what is in store for me. Like when I see other women succeed, you know, it's not like, oh, they succeeded. So then I won't, it's like, they're just a little bit ahead on their path. They're just showing me what's in store for me. Good. And, you know, I, I want other women to succeed and do well, but I couldn't want that in for them until I knew that like God had my back, you know, and he wasn't trying to like, uh, he wasn't going to leave me hanging. He wasn't going to fill my heart with these desires and then be like, ha ha, just kidding, but not for you. Like he is going to see me through. So, yes. and I He's like a good the word God. delight, like have fun, like enjoy. enjoy. Like you don't need to, it's like, I think I had ideas of like what was spiritual and what was not spiritual, but it's like, yeah. if God created me and didn't, I'm not a mistake. He didn't like make me this way, but Ooh, I, I shouldn't have made her that into the housewives of Beverly Hills, like uh, whatever, like <laughs> it's all good. You know, like I can just, I don't have to stress about it. I can just wear it loosely. You know, I don't, it doesn't need to be the center of my attention all the time. Oh, so good. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So encouraging. Uh, Meg, we always ask people this as the last question. What's a verse that's helping you in this season? Um, it's Proverbs. I'm so bad at like remembering the actual, but one I love that my dad taught me to like, he was like, you should memorize this one. I think I was maybe in high school. I can't remember, but it was, it's trust the Lord with all your heart and mind. Lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Oh yes, girl. Proverbs three, verse five okay, through six. Three. I got it pulled up. Three. Trust the Lord okay. With your heart. Got it. Yes. yes. And lean not on your own understanding. That'll preach right there. Lean not on your own understanding. We need God's ways. Yes. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Okay. Yes. Anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, this is my sister, Meg McNamara. Meg, we're going to pray for you in your career because we need good broadcasters. Like we need people who are seeking God like bad. <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> yes. we're going to pray for you. Okay, Meg. Thank you. Okay, y'all, you're listening. Maybe you're on a run. Maybe you're in the car. We're going to pray for my sister, Meg. Okay, Lord, I just thank you so much for Meg McNamara. Thank you for her life. Thank you for putting her on the television, Lord. You have appointed each person to where they are, and we trust that. We trust you and what you're doing. And Lord, we just pray for Meg and the things that she says and the things that she does, Lord. We pray that you anoint Meg and just rise her up in the way that you want her to go and just pray for her coworkers. And I just pray for her beautiful smile and just keep it going, Lord, like a Proverbs 31 woman. Keep that smile going, uh, laughing at the future. Thank you so much for your time, Meg. And I, I Thank always- Thank you, Ricky. You're fabulous. You are too. I always pray at the end of our podcast, I pray we decrease and you increase God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Amen. And I know everyone wants to connect with Meg, not only to see what she's up to in Baltimore, but also to get some tips on how to take good pictures. So oh my gosh. Meg, how do we connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Instagram, Meg McNamara TV, Twitter, Meg WJZ, or my Facebook, which is also Meg McNamara TV. I love Meg. As you can tell, she makes me smile. She makes me laugh. She is a great friend. So I wanted to close this off with putting on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, it's talking about how to put on the full armor of God from God's word. And it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Whatever you are walking through today, know that there are seasons for everything. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. And God knows what's going on under the sun. He is aware of what you are going through and putting on the full armor of God as his believer and his follower. I just encourage you to do that. No matter if you're having the greatest day ever or the worst day of your life. I just know that no matter what, especially from hearing Meg's story on the mountaintops and in the valleys that we need God. And when we surrender to him, everything that is just too much for us to handle and we just give it to him, he will protect us. So I just pray for you who are listening, I ask in Jesus' name that we just put on the full armor of God and we just go through our days as soldiers for Christ. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And if you wouldn't mind, it would help us out if you leave a review on iTunes and let us know what you'd like to hear. Please go over to Meg McNamara's Instagram, Meg McNamara TV, and just tell her hey and thank her for her time on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.